God will get you for that. Maud is owned by Shout Factory. God will get you for that, Walter. Is produced for entertainment purposes only. Sponsored in part by Finley's Friendly Appliances. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of God Will Catch You For That, Walter. He always does. Yes, he does. Uh, welcome. My name is Tom Cat, and I am joined by my lovely co-host, the fabulous Miss Tony Homer. That is I. And yes, this is God Will Catch You For That, Walter, a podcast where we discuss the famous 1970s sitcom that launched B. Arthur's career, along with... Adrian Barbeau's and Bill Macy's and even um, Rue McClanahan's career, basically. And, they, they and Conrad, Conrad, and Conrad Baines. They all pretty much started. Yes. And uh, Esther Roll. They yes. all started on Maud. Yes, they all did. Well, sort of started well, on Well, in the television world, they yes. did. Yes. The, the, in that sitcom. In that sitcom world. world. In that sitcom world. By the way, this is episode 29. Yes, this is episode 29. We're one away from 30. I know. Who would have looked at us? I know. And they said it couldn't be done. They said it couldn't be done. They still tell me it can't be done. <laughs> I have to block them. Who are these people? I want to block them. I have to block I just block them. Um, but yes, on today's episode of God Will Get You For That, Walter, we are discussing the second part of Maud's Facelift. Maud's Facelift, yes. Uh, Maud's Facelift Part 2, which aired originally on October 9th, 1973. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was written by Norman Lear, Rod Park, and Bob Weisskopf was still Bob Weisskopf was still the editor. Um, it's just they changed out. So Susan Harris wrote part one, part one. and uh, Rod Parker helped write part, part two. two. Uh, did you notice any differences between the two of them? Um, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to think. It it I I did feel like a certain different atmospheric. atmospheric. A difference between the two episodes. Um, this part two seemed to have a little bit more of like a madcap, yes, a sort of frenetic, a frantic energy yes. to it that I didn't feel in, in the part first one. one. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, so maybe that has to do with the the writer. Yes, Come, I completely and totally agree with that sentiment. So. So, the episode begins with Walter and his grandson, Philip, Mm -hmm. chilling and watching Josie and the Pussycats. And they were eating popcorn. And they were eating popcorn. My husband hates when I do that because I... You get crumbs (laughs) everywhere. He's he's like, I'm always finding popcorn. (laughs) I mean, of all things to find in the Uh, bedroom uh, is popcorn. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Of course. It makes Mm -hmm. total sense. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so they're watching Josie and the Pussycats in Outer Space. One of my all-time favorite cartoons when I was a child. Uh, not surprised. I, it's like... Not I, surprised in the I wanted so bad to be one of one of the Pussycats. I well, can, I mean, there's I still cannot, time. I cannot begin to tell you. Uh, I, I have done um, Daphne from Scooby-Doo. Of course you have. I, I did do, of I did do Daphne. Of course you 70s girl through and through. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, Danny, he was uh, Shaggy. And and we had a, and we had a little stuffed Scooby because of course yes that is absolutely precious yes I think we actually won a won a prize it was it was a uh, it was a a, a costume like thing for the Long Island Gaiman's Chorus no no this was uh, our friend uh, Kevin had like this little uh, he had an event oh that's um, cute and uh, uh, I performed but also there was like a costume contest and so. I, uh, so, uh, Danny and I, and the theme was like, uh, Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, that's even better. Yeah, so we did. <laughs> you did, you Daphne, did Daphne and Shaggy. With, with, and I had my little stuff, Scooby. You know, <laughs> every time I see groups of friends of mine cosplay as like the, the mystery gang, and every time I'm just like, I can't see myself dressing up as any of them. Maybe Velma. You would be a maybe, great Velma. Maybe I would be Velma. You would be, oh, yes, you could be, de- you could definitely be Velma. Just I all, see it. All the lesbianisms. Yes. Just all the lesbianisms forever and always. We love a queer-coded queen. Yes. It could definitely be Vel- uh, Velma. Um, so, yes. Uh, they're watching... Obviously, this is this is watching Saturday morning cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons, yes. Um, that was the... That, I don't know like if they have Saturday morning cartoons anymore on... No, they they tried in the '90s with like one Saturday morning and uh-huh. Kids WB and mm-hmm. you know all of the major networks initially had 
a Saturday morning cartoon situation. But yeah. Nowadays, it's like you have Cartoon Network where you can watch cartoons every day. Right. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. You have Nick Jr. Disney yeah. Jr. Disney yes. XD. Yeah. Uh, you have Boomerang where you can watch like classic cartoons. Right. Which even the classic cartoons, you're like still you're still watching cartoons from the nineties, and it's like, no, I want Looney Tunes. I want yes. the Flintstones. I want the Jetsons. Damn it. Oh. Even Animaniacs. I mean, oh, but I mean, again, you also have streaming services like Hulu and yes, Netflix, where you yes. can again just watch cartoons. Absolutely. I mean, the the way the the way media has changed so drastically, yes. Yes. and how technology has changed so much in such a short period of time, mm -hmm. it's like culture shock. I mean, who would have ever thought TV now is it's like cable vision is going to become a thing of the past? In it's a few like years. everything is like a la carte on your TV. It used to be that you know you were you were given you were given like a a a set menu. And yeah. it, it was like, but that was it. Like when I was a kid, you had TV God, and that was it. We had Channel Two, we had Channel Four, and we had Channel Seven, basically. Not thirteen. Well, you, yeah, but I mean, it wasn't really like there was you know a lot of choices. Was on choices. But even with Channel Thirteen and you know lo and local stations, it was just like. You know, this was what was on. Either you watched that or you didn't. Or you didn't. You didn't, you know. Now it's like I turn on my TV and it's like a whole universe of like, what do I want to watch? I can watch anything I want. I can watch anything I want and yet I will still choose to watch Maud, I Love Lucy, <laughs> The Golden <laughs> Girls. I won't watch anything else. Uh, I, uh, I just won't. I, do, uh, do not ask me why. I know. I, for the last, I have been on such a kick because... Um, I have been listening to Elaine Stritch at Liberty. Mm. I adore mm. Elaine Stritch. Mm. I have all, like when I first shocker. <laughs> yeah, bastard. <laughs> <laughs> when I when I first saw Elaine Stritch at Liberty on HBO, I was just like, "What's this? An older, mature woman talking about her days in the theater? Sign me up! This is my whole aesthetic right here." And she's in this beautiful, like, oversized uh, white blouse, uh, black uh, nylon tights, black... Good for you, Grandma! Good for you! Uh, uh, and, um, uh, you know, I downloaded uh, I downloaded the album, and I've just been... Like, every time I go into my car, I'm just like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to put Elaine on. And every time I get into my car, that's just what's playing. And I'm like, you know something? It makes me happy, and I'm going to... But you know that there are some people that will say, you know, the, the one... The person mm -hmm. that can listen to it watch the same thing over and over again are capable of murder. Uh, I believe that. Because <laughs> I am one of those people. Because you're one of those people too. I'm also one of those people. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but yeah, it's hysterical despite the fact that there is so much out there, so much media to absorb and take in yeah. that, you know, us two old broads are like, you know uh, something, I'm just going to stick with what I'm comfortable yeah. with. Bye! Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh my oh goodness my. gracious. So, <laughs> so oh, after after Maud about not Maud Maud isn't there. Not Maud, there. Is, Maud is we find no, out that Maud sight. is in Boston visiting her mother. mother. Yeah, which is a um, cover story. So while Philip and Walter are discussing, you know, man, they're having a you know they're having a very touching grandfather grandson moment. Yes, yes. Um, where uh, Walter is basically explaining to Philip um, about zipping the fly because it was brought up because um, uh, Carol had yelled at Philip for not yes. for not zipping his fly all, all the way, way. up. Yes. You, how did your mother ever tell you that your fly was open? She just said she would have just said your flies open. Oh, you never got XYZ? No. Oh, XYZ became was 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 one of the things that I was told. Oh. Yep, my mother it, my mother would look at me XY, and say XYZ. Examine your zipper. Examine your zipper. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um that was another thing. But the the one thing that I was always told was zip your fly, otherwise the seagull's gonna come and get it. Oh. You never you never got that one no. either? Oh, I got that one all the time. No. The other thing I got with my pants is that I always, like, my pockets were always out. Uh-huh. I never tucked my pockets in when I was younger. Okay. Wasn't until I was older. Mm hmm And then I learned how to actually tuck. Oh. Yes. So, so, <laughs> so, uh, So yes. they're having a grandfather-grandson moment where, um, Walter teaches Philip these, these subtle tricks. 
to zip one's fly yes. if it's potentially open. Yes, he, he said if like you're walking into a room full of, of ladies, then you know you can you can do like a, a slow turn. It's like oh well well, and pretend to be looking up yep. at something. You and put, turn. You and take your thumb, you hook it into your belt. Yes, and then you check with your pinky to your see pinky. if your fly yes. is open. Yes, that's to check to see if it's open. That's to check to see if it's open. The looking looking up in the well well is is the turn. To, is if, the, if if you found it is if open. you found it's open, you that's, look up to the sky, say yes. well well well, and zip. Up. Yes. Then Florida comes in because she she needs to make the bed. She needs to make the bed and clean the clean the room. She needs to she needs to be a maid. She and needs to take care of the house. And she's she's a housekeeper. Continuing to tell Walter that Carol wants wants them all downstairs. She's insistent. Yes. That Walter and Philip head downstairs. Yes. And Walter just is like, no, I I want to I want to stay up here and watch watch. The, it's Josie and the Pussycats. Go go to mall and in outer space. And he 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 does he's refusing to like take orders from Carol because he says this is his home and, and his home, home is his castle. his castle to which Lord has to inform him. Who came up with that cock and bull expression? That she, she she's aware of that and she has to go clean his throne. She curtsied. <laughs> well, I know your highness curtsy. Yeah. I'm going to clean your throne now. Oh, yes, to clean your throne. So um. she goes. She goes into the bathroom to start mm. cleaning up. Um, and at that point, I think Carol enters. Oh no, we cut to Carol and, and, and Vivian are down. Carol are downstairs, and Vivian downstairs, getting wondering ready. where Maud is. Yeah, getting ready where she for, is. for Maud to arrive. And um, Vivian was saying that uh, Maud was was lucky that you know she has. You know, people waiting for her. She only had her goldfish. She only had her goldfish, waiting. Edwin. She only had the goldfish, Edwin. And he couldn't see much because the bowl the was The bowl dirty. was dirty, which leads me to believe that Edwin um, was very much dead. Yeah, and Carol is, you know... Uh, At this point, like, around this episode was sort of where Vivian started to turn from, like, a relatively intelligent woman to sort of the ditzy character the ditzy that she... That because she I think from, like, season... The middle of season two to, like, the end of season six, mm -hmm. Vivian was just that terminally naive... Mm. Very sweet, incredibly dense character. Right. That, like that was what happened with when when Golden Girls started to be cast. Well, well, initially didn't they want uh, Rue to be the? Yep, the, they wanted Rue to play Rose. Rose. They wanted Rue to play to Rose, the, and they wanted Betty to play Blanche. Right. And uh, I remember when they were casting it, the Susan Harris. So it's funny that I mentioned Elaine Stretch. Um, Susan Harris. And the network executives wanted B. Arthur. Like the, the casting call called for a B. Yeah, Arthur for type. type. For Dorothy. For Dorothy. Yes. And um, they initially tried out Elaine Stretch because mm -hmm. at, at first B was like, I don't want to be a part of this. Mm -hmm. This is not for me. Mm -hmm. This is because like Rue was like, Rue was insistent to be. Like you have to, you have right. to take this part. Right. This part is like the script yes. is brilliant. Yes. And B was like, Rue. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to... This is not going to be Maud and Vivian meet Sue Ann Niven. <laughs> and, you know, Rue was... Rue ended up auditioning... They, they switched. Right. Rue auditioned for Ro, for right. Blanche, got Blanche. Right. Betty auditioned for Rose and got, got Rose. Rose. Like, they, they initially switched it up. Yes. Rue told that to me, mm -hmm. and he was like, oh, yes, I might be more interested in that. Mm -hmm. But it's funny that they auditioned Elaine Stritch because... Could, could you imagine, like, a Golden Girls with Elaine nope. Stritch as Dorothy? Not at all. Rue McClanahan as Rose and Betty White as Blanche? That's... That's it. That's Miami Nice. There's, of course, they you know, in this, you know, in the, you know, of course, part of, you know, Marvel has the, yes, the has multiverse, the, has the multiverse. There is a universe. There is a universe where, where that is actually the case. Where that is a, where that is a thing. Somebody is watching uh, Elaine Stritch be, play Dorothy. and But it's, uh, you know, it was funny how it happened because Susan Harris, mm -hmm. who has written a few episodes of Maud and written a lot of episodes for the Golden Girls, detested Elaine Stritch. Oh. Because I think Susan Harris may have had an earworm. Like, Elaine Stritch is just very difficult to work with. Elaine uh -huh. Stritch is an alcoholic. Uh -huh. um, and when Elaine was flew out to audition mm -hmm. for, for Golden Girls, um, the network executives adored her because she mm -hmm. was just, you know, she was sassy. She, right. was, she was brassy. She was boring. Right. Um, I think the line that Elaine read was, uh, Ling, don't forget about the hors d'oeuvres. And she said, could we try lad living? And Susan Harris was like, hopefully you mean just the punctuation and not changing any of the words. Yeah. So Elaine goes, Ling, don't forget the hors d'oeuvres. Uh, what if I said, Ling, don't forget the fucking hors d'oeuvres? <laughs> 
and the network executives fell on the floor. But Susan Harris was unmoved. Oh, that. <laughs> she was unmoved. Oh. Um, but then they, like Elaine was told, you didn't get it. So she went on, went on to greener pastures and do oh. her own thing. I, I wonder if, if in that if in that uh, alternate universe of, of Golden Girls, if there's a, a little Tom Cat. <laughs> <laughs> and being an Elaine Stricher Listen, when I'm in my car and I'm listening to Elaine Stricher Liberty, I am impersonating her. And I, could you imagine a world where Tom Cat was an Elaine Stricher person? <laughs> yeah. It yes. exists. It yes, exists. I could. Oh, God. Uh, That'll be my next uh, Halloween costume. Yes. So Carol is sympathizing with Vivian. She says she knows that you know divorce is painful, but the Vivian is like, well, but you're young. It's easy for you to say yeah. you're young and you have a full figure bra, right? And she she didn't want a fifteen hundred extra. extra. If, if Vivian <laughs> wanted that, but she she so, didn't spring for it. So fifteen hundred dollars extra for a boob mm-hmm. job. The boob jobs today cost like anywhere oh between three to six thousand dollars. Yeah, and yeah. up and up. Yes. Um. So. Uh, so Carol is... Ca- no, Vivian turns to the, the mirror, mirror. Goes, Yes, mirror, mirror on the wall, send me a husband six feet tall. Yes. And Carol goes, if you think it works, make it two. Yeah. So Vivian turns to the mirror and goes, send me a husband two feet tall. Which I guess is we're planting the seeds for Vivian to become the dead. The dits, correct. So, uh, so Carol heads upstairs. Yep. Um, and she when we get to the bedroom, that it was it's hilarious because now Florida is in the bed with Philip, with Philip and, and Walter, Walter. <laughs> watching cartoons. Um, and uh, Carol's like, Florida, you're yeah. supposed to get them downstairs. Yeah. And then Florida says, But that's Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, which is one of my favorite shows. I love, I love, I mean, I love <laughs> Fat Albert. Although now there's all the things though, because it was, it was, you know, Bill Cosby. Voiced a lot of the characters. He was, yes. you know, like a producer and all this. Yes. But at the at the time, at this the was time, unknown. This was unknown. And you know, and uh, I was thinking you know, about. Uh, I actually not to. This is completely and totally unrelated. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's interesting how certain comedians will joke about you know queerness and transness mm-hmm. and, and doing all of these things. I actually found out by reading a couple of articles. Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, was infamous in mm-hmm. the queer scene for mm-hmm. you know dating tra- black trans women, and then those same black trans women would mysteriously disappear. Mm-hmm. No one was able to find them. Yeah, well, there was a case years ago. Uh-huh. It was in the it was it, it was in the papers about him like getting caught. He had you know uh, p- picked up like a a a trans woman yeah. who was a prostitute. And uh, and like you know, he was he was trying to say, oh, he was just giving her a lift. Yeah, okay, I believe that would fix more. Yeah, whatever you say, Mary. Yeah, Eddie Murphy is working as a uh, taxi driver because he he needs some extra money. Of course he does. Um, I mean, at that time, his his one special made him thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, he was. This was after like Beverly Hills Cop and and all that. I mean, he was like. The number one like movie star in the in the world at the time. To quote I mean, Betty Davis and All About Eve, I hate men. <laughs> um, True. So, but yes. so Florida and uh, Philip Florida ends up uh, exiting, mm-hmm. and uh, Carol is now insistent on on them leaving. Uh, she says to Philip, "You can go to your friend. Mm-hmm. What was his? What was the friend's name? But you can go to your. I think it was Albert. You can go to your friend Albert's house. I don't think so. It wasn't Albert. No, Fat Albert was what they were watching. No, I know. But what was the name of the friend that Car- that Philip was going to? I don't remember. But Philip was like Carol said, "You can go to your yeah, friend's, house, friend's for the, house for the rest of the day." And and uh, oh. Philip does his well, well, the yep. fly checking trick, and you just see the look of pride on Walter's yes, face. Yes, yes. Because Carol's like, "What is? What does that mean?" Mm-hmm. And Walter's like, it was one small zip for mankind. Yep. Um, it's also important that, like Walter says, if you if you if you zip like that, it'll make Watergate look like nothing. Yes. And I always appreciate when they point out the absurdity that was the Watergate scandal. Yes. Because you don't see that a lot in today's media. You don't see a lot of like. Uh, I mean, you do, but like exclusively on comedy specials. Yeah. Like stand-up comedians doing all that fun mm-hmm. stuff, and not like you mm-hmm. won't see. Like mate, like with Will and Grace, you'll see the MAGA "Make America Gay Again" mm-hmm. hat in the background, mm-hmm. but you—I don't think you'll see anything explicitly said. Right. 
Yeah, so it's just, it's interesting to see the evolution of political humor in sitcoms. And that it is. Um, so, at that point, uh, they all come downstairs. So, mm-hmm. Philip is off to his friends, Walter Carroll and uh, Vivian. They're all, they're all clamoring. So, yes. Carol, Walt, Vivian, and Walter. Karen, yes. Vivian, yes. and Florida are all clamoring. Mm-hmm. Walter's like, what's, what's the big deal? What's going on? So they all tell Walter to just sit down right, at right. the bottom of the staircase so that way he'll be in full view. Like, when yes. Maud comes in, he'll see everything. Yes. He'll see all of the, the new and improved Maud because yes. while Maud is, quote-unquote, in, in Boston, she was actually going to going out to get a facelift. Right. So that's when the doorbell rings. The doorbell rings, and every Vivian, Carol, and Florida are just jumping up and down like, oh, my goodness, here she is. She's here, she's here, she's and here. They're, they're, they, uh, Vivian and Carol are singing... Uh, here she here is, Miss America. America. And they open the door, <laughs> and it's Arthur. It's Arthur. <laughs> and it's Arthur. And Arthur's just standing there smugly saying, yeah. Me, Miss America? I want to thank my mommy and my, my daddy. daddy. Yes. Uh, uh, Arthur was actually pretty uh, tame in this episode. Yeah, yeah. He was he was pretty tan. Like yeah. usually, you would expect like sexist or yeah. conservative Republican rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was actually relatively tame yes. in this episode. And uh, now they're, they're struggling because Walter wants to leave because he's got he has a, a barber's appointment. Yep. And you know, Carol is like insisting that he's got to he's got to stay. Yep. Maud is come, coming home. But I mean, that, at that point, Carol was a Carol was about to say, "Walter, I have something to tell you." And like, you see Vivian like yeah. grab grab hold of her. Yes. Uh, and Vivian was just like, "Maud is coming home today. She's not coming home mm. tomorrow. It's a surprise." Mm-hmm. So at that point, Walter bounds to his feet and says, mm. "If she's coming home today, I gotta go." Right. And he's like, "This guy's not only a barber; he's a bookie. He's a bookie. He has one one seat and what was it, twenty telephones?" Yes. Yes, so I, I I wonder if that was like you know knowing that Walter already has an addictive personality and has been struggling with alcoholism, going to a barbershop where it's easy easy to to gamble because you know that could easily be another addiction. Uh, but you know I don't think they ever had that. Did they ever have oh, Walter? They yeah, never having like a gambling addiction. I don't think they did. No, gambling. I when did gambling become a serious problem? I think it was probably the eighties. Gambling became a serious before. problem in the eighties. Alcoholism yeah. was definitely at the forefront of a lot of people's minds in the seventies. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, gambling I don't think was that was that big of a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were people who gambled. And yeah, the, you know, in the in the episode with um, uh, George Washington Carver Williams, mm-hmm. where they mm-hmm. had Mr. Williams, and, mm-hmm. and Walter said, "Go here, take this money, and and yeah, run it up in a crack right, crack right. game." Yes, yes. Um, and then you know, Mr. Williams says, "I'm going to go put this money to worthy cause," mm-hmm. and you know, worthy cause was up ten to one. Florida says, "Yeah." So it's it's interesting that they'll like allude to gambling, but mm-hmm. it will, I don't think it's ever uh, explicitly put in people's faces. Yes. In this show, at least. No. In other shows, yes, but not in not in this one. Not in this one. Um, uh, now, now, who said something about Maud uh, getting a brand new face but having the same Florida. old mouth? That was, was Florida. That was Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So Florida was just like, "Oh man, now, 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 look at this." And Carol's like, "Well, what do you mean?" And yeah. like Florida turns to her and says, "You'll be looking at a new face, but you'll be hearing the same old mouth," which was true. And Arthur is completely and totally oblivious until I yes. think. Vivian has to tell him. Vivian tells she him. She tells him about about the facelift. Yes. And that's when we hear the car horn. The car horn honks, and then Maud like, is obviously ringing the doorbell. Yes. At that point, Carol, Vivian, Florida, they're all clamoring. And it's almost like, like when she comes in, it's almost like she's doing like a strip tease. Yes. Like just the hand comes very, in first. Very Gypsy Rose Finley. Yeah, Gypsy Rose Finley. So, you know, Florida's like, this is the greatest unfailing since Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Vivian's like, have you ever had a more exciting moment in your life? And Arthur goes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Maud enters with uh, a... a she, she has a head Big kerchief on. and sunglasses on. And big, yeah, yeah. Trying to hide so, as much of her face. So when I did Maud Live, mm-hmm. how I gave myself a face, if you watch, if you watch um, the first, if you watch Maud Part 1, mm-hmm. my face is very basic. Like, mm-hmm. I just have the foundation, mm-hmm. I have some light contouring, mm-hmm. I have on basic eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. 
For part two, mm -hmm. I put on the highlight mm -hmm. and I exaggerated mm -hmm. the contour and mm -hmm. I put on redder lips and I, and I darkened my eyes. Because one of the things that I was doing was like, how do you perceive a facelift for the stage? Mm -hmm. And first you start with a blank canvas mm -hmm. and then you build on that and that's how you that's how you get a facelift. Yes. I do not know what they did with Maud. Um, well, let's get into that when she uh, when she unveils. Yes. So as I, I have thoughts. So she enters in a big blue coat with yes. the, with the headscarf and the glasses. Yes, uh, and she's insistent that no one sees her before Walter. Before Walter, and she's uh, going crazy she's looking going for crazy. Walter. Tinker Bell's home. Tinker Bell. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Good. Someone Lord. like Maud saying Tinkerbell's Tinker home. home. Yeah, the the irony. So uh, Carol is like as as Maud continues to like call for Arthur. Mm -hmm. Carol is just no, throwing, she's calling for Walter. She's calling for Walter. See, I do it again. I know. So Maud is calling out for Walter, and Carol is insistent he's every not, time. He's, yeah, not, he's not here. here. He's, he's not, not here. here. He's not here. Yes. And Maud turns to her and goes. And to think I married Chester so you'd be legitimate. Yeah. What a bitchy thing to say to your daughter. But but then Carol's was was like, I thought it was Barney. Barney was my father. <laughs> right. And Maud turns to her and goes, whomever. Wh whatever. <laughs> uh and and Maud is 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 mad because she had told Carol specifically keep Walter there. Yeah. And Vivian defends Carol. She says, you know, she tried. She she tried to, to keep him. Yeah. Uh, but Maud is disappointed, and she, but she says something about she doesn't want to start crying because if if her face gets wet, it, it's gonna it'll turn to silly putty. It'll turn to silly putty. <laughs> it'll turn to silly putty. So while everyone is clamoring for Maud to take the to like to show off her new face, mm -hmm. um, Maud is just like, well, I was in the hospital. Doesn't anybody have any questions? Mm -hmm. Does anyone know how it went? Mm -hmm. um, and Flora was just like, I'll, I'll ask the question. Yeah. Like, what what happened? Like, where where did, where were she you? She wants to know what what the hospital what was the like. hospital was like. Mm -hmm. So Maud goes on about the two people that she was rooming with. Mm -hmm. One was a seventeen year old pre debutante yes. who was having her nose fixed. Yes, and the other one was a sixty five year old fanny freak. Something like that. Yeah, who was having her buttocks reduced, yes. <laughs> or as they called it in the hospital, a keister correction. A keister correction. Um. <laughs> So, you know, uh, just it was, I guess that was a very interesting experience for old mm -hmm. Carol. And, um, you know, Florida's like, they can they can lift that too. <laughs> so Arthur's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, if Maud, was, if Maud really wanted to, she could have stayed at the hospital for like an extra week and rounded it off with a fanny fix. Right. And um, uh, Maud turns to Arthur and says, think about how much, think of how much you would have saved doing that. With you, it's the same operation. Right, same operation. <laughs> Getting a facelift and a fanny fix. Yeah. Basically calling Walter, basically calling Arthur an ass. Okay, yep. Which... Ooh, apropos. I, I, I always appreciate those little innuendos. Apropos. Um, so, so at that point, Vivian's just like, I don't want to hear about the hotel. I don't want to hear about the hospital. I want to I want to see your face. Yes. So everyone is just like, I want to see your face. I want to see your face. I want to see your face. Maud finally relents. She goes up the stairs, but not before yes. Carol asks her. She, Carol says she's going to put the, she's going to put the music, the music on. on. And um, Walter's like, Walter's like, at first she's like, oh no, 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 but exactly. then, but then cuts off saying the Montavani album, third song on the record. Yes, and I found out that the song, after mm -hmm. looking diligently through the script that I painstakingly wrote for Maud Live, mm -hmm. uh, the song is called "Lovely to Look At" by the Melocrino. Uh, strings and orchestra. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I've always had a penchant for Lovely to Look At because mm -hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoy that song. Mm -hmm. And at that point, um, everyone's like, quick, uh, like, come on, like, just, where, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Mm -hmm. uh, and Maud comes downstairs with the thin chiffon over her face. Right. And as she gets to the stairs, she drops it and Everybody is a god. Yes, they're all wow. They're wa stunned. Wow, Mrs. Findlay, Maud, you look beautiful. Oh, mother. Just everyone is so up in arms. And Maud, coquettishly at the bottom of the stairs, holds her face in. Yes. I know what you're thinking. Yes. I'm just another pretty face. <laughs> now, what are your thoughts? <sighs> I did not see evidence. Of <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I did not see evidence of, of a facelift. Now let's now let's say to be to be realistically, mm -hmm. um, three weeks after having a a procedure, yes. you're still going to be healing up. Yeah, you would not be you would not be looking 
good. Correct. Um, also, you know, for, as far as as far as filming purposes, this was only a week after part one, so we know there was no way that B. Arthur could have had a facelift. Correct. However, they did do a good job with uh, youth makeup. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yes, they did because she was blurred, mattified, um, poreless. Um, the makeup was a bit more... Makeup was Max Factor. <laughs> we are talking pancake. You know, that was that was practically drag makeup. Oh, on her. very much so. I, it was drag makeup. Th that was, it was, that drag. was drag makeup. There that was, was drag there makeup. There is no other way to scratch it. It yeah. was drag makeup. That, we are, we are talking full coverage foundation. Yep. Um, you know, the, theater makeup. She was, was theater, she was yeah. theater makeup. Yeah, the theater makeup for the television. Much he much heavier than they normally had. Heavy head. I mean, if you compare her look in part two of Maud's facelift to uh, episode one of Maud, mm -hmm. night and day, mm -hmm. night and day. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like they um gave her sort of a a, a cat eye. Yes, they makeup did. Makeup look. Yes, they did. Which leads you to believe that they probably did um that uh. Tape trick, right? Where they would like yeah. tape, where they could tape up a little bit, yeah, not a lot, but a little bit. And I'm sure they also tucked her neck back, yes. So there were yes. there were tricks and makeups, and, and there were there were makeup tricks and hacks that they used to make Maud look younger, yeah, uh, compared to Vivian, where they just used Rue's natural face yeah. and used Rue's natural hair, yeah. Yes. It, it, it reminded me of, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it, like, on a lot of TikToks and things where they talk about somebody um, catfishing with makeup, you know, somebody who is, you know, considered... I mean, the joke is, if your date looks like this, mm -hmm. make sure that you get them in a swimming pool so that you know what they actually look like. Right. Which is so rude, but also yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It do makes sense yeah. sometimes. Because let me tell you something. I have seen a lot of TikTok artists where they'll mm -hmm. take, you know, the, the, um, the, the uh, putty oh. off of their nose, the wax off their nose, uh -huh. the, the prosthetics off their cheeks, uh -huh. and they would look... Not like what they looked like at the mm -hmm. beginning of the video, right? Right. So it was just, but it, uh, but even beyond, you know, not even going that to the lengths of like yeah, not even those limits yes. and and prosthetics on cheeks. Mm -hmm. Really, the things you can do with makeup, you could do a lot. You could, I mean, you could, you could you do could a lot with makeup. Do a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that people enjoy about my makeup videos. Yes, on I th they enjoy the aesthetic. They enjoy. Listen, uh, watching makeup videos mm -hmm. is stimulation. It's, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it really is. It's stimulation. It's stimulating to watch something. You know, I've seen videos of people cutting soap for Christ's sake. Oh yeah. So to watch a person put on makeup, like when I. When I do drag, like I will try to um, to watch call it um, to either record myself or to make sure that someone is watching because someone mm -hmm. will always be fascinated mm -hmm. by the process by yeah. which it takes to put on a face. Oh yeah, definitely, it's it's true. It's, it's like true. watching you know Bob Ross paint a canvas. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's so true. As about one of the last times I saw my grandmother before she passed. Um, uh, I was sitting in her bedroom and she's just like, Thomas, I want you to watch me put on makeup. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you can always learn something. Mm -hmm. you know? And she was like putting on the moisturizer. And then after the moisturizer, she did her foundation. After the foundation, she did her eyes, her lips, her lashes, all that fun stuff. And I was just like, wow, I want to do that. I, I was always fast, as a, especially as a child, oh, yes. I was always fascinated Watching, you know... And my mother and grandmother did not skimp out on makeup. Mm -hmm. Like, my grandmother used to wear Helena Rubenstein. Mm -hmm. My mother wore MAC. Mm -hmm. my, like, my aunt wore, like, the drag makeup that you would see today. Mm -hmm. So it's it's just fascinating mm -hmm. to see the evolution of yeah. uh, what a person can do with makeup. Yeah. So true. Oh, all right. So we, uh, after Maud's reveal... After Maud's reveal, we, we cut to commercial. We cut to commercial. Carol's on the phone. Yep, Carol's on the phone. With um, the barber. With the barber. 
So we find out that he left. Right. Uh, he left there about ten minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So he should be. He should be home any, any second. Yeah. Uh, so Maud is frantic. Yes. Um, she's hoping that Walter will like her new face. Yep. And for contrast, that she wished she had her old face to stand next to. Right. Which, right. honestly, find that hilarious. Yes. I really do. I find that hysterical. Yes. Um, so, Arthur is just like, calm down, everything's fine, mm-hmm. um, your new, fa- you, you, uh, uh, it's nerve-wracking waiting to show Walter your new face that makes you look five years younger. She cuts him off saying six. Six. Mm-hmm. Six years younger. She spent, she paid for six. Eighteen hundred dollars, which comes to about, uh, twenty cents a wrinkle. <laughs> uh, which I thought was a very funny joke. Yes. But you know what's an even funnier joke? $1,800 for a facelift compared to facelifts today. Oh, God. Botox, Botox injections are, I think, about $1,800. Really? I think so. Mm. Pretty sure. Hmm. I, I could be wrong. Hmm. Yeah, I have not been to a plastic surgeon yet. Me either. Would you ever consider? Absolutely. Oh, we had this conversation last we, week. We discussed this in part we one. Discuss, we, we did discuss this in part one. We discussed this in part one. So if you want to know what we said, you have to... You have to watch. You have to go Listen. Back you have to listen. listen. Go back and listen. Not listen, watch. To part back one. And listen to part one. <laughs> um, so Maud is frantic because she's like, I hope that he loves it. Vivian and, Vivian and Carol are like, he'll love it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that, at that point, Maud... Attacks Carol almost. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she says, I come in looking six years younger. Walter's been gone so long, I've already aged a year. Right. I'm changing faster than Lon Chaney during a full moon. Yes. Which, I love that. I love that line. That is such a great bit of dialogue. Uh, um... Vivian's being sympathetic and sentimental. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't work, don't work yourself up like this. Uh, um, and, and Maud's excited about Walter walking in, and the first thing of him seeing is her face. I think was basically the uh, the setup yeah, Maud, of the joke. The setup of the joke was that Maud accidentally drops her purse because mm-hmm. Carol makes her frantic, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Where's my lipstick? Where's yeah. my lipstick?" Right, right. So at that point, I, Maud is like, "I'm so sorry that I'm picking on you. It's just yeah. more than anything, I want Walter to come in and see a new, young, youthful, beautiful face." Right. And she bends over to pick up the lipstick, and then Walter enters to see Maud's fanny. Yes. To which she exclaims, "Maud!" <laughs> Just Maud looks up and does not know what to do with herself. Because Maud, in true to form fashion, wants this reveal to be very grand, very big, very over the top. And that's just not the case. Right. For comedy effect. That's just for comedy. So Walter immediately grabs onto Maud from behind, saying, I'll never let go. I'll never let go. Yes. Um, And Maud is just like, Walter, honey, everyone's here. Like, just leave leave it be. Like, heal, Walter. Heal, Heal, Walter. Yes. Stop being so Uh, funny. uh, Um, Walter's like, I can't hug everyone. Besides, I'm going to squeeze you for three weeks because that's how long we've been apart. Mm -hmm. Honestly, very sweet. But three weeks with a facelift, that's just... Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Time-wise, it does not make sense. But, again, I don't think um, the viewing audience at that time... Understood or, like... Yeah, really understood. The lay person would not get it. At that time. Yeah, the lay person would not get it. What entailed having a a facelift. Because nowadays, we've got, you know, like, uh, shows like Botched and all these plastic surgery shows. I blame Nip Tuck. Oh, I love Nip Tuck. Uh, I mean, it was a very good show. It was uh, a very, it was a very queer heavy show, actually. Yes, you know, that Julian McMahon. Uh, yeah, he was pretty. Yes, he was pretty. I still like him. He's on uh, FBI Most Wanted, I think now. He's on that show. Hell of a fire. Yeah, I don't watch modern television. You know, I'm an old my, woman. <laughs> as, as my grandmother would would say, he he could you know put his shoes under my bed. Oh, for God's sake! Just because the snow is on the the, the just be, what, what was the old expression? Just because there's snow on the rooftops doesn't mean there's a fire in the furnace. It doesn't mean there's not a fire. Not a fire in the furnace. Not a fire in the furnace. Thank Excuse you. me. Thank you. And who are you to judge me? Ass. <laughs> <laughs> a colossal ass. So Walter um, is just like catering to Maud, like Maud, Maud, Maud. I love you. I love you. I love you. And then at that point, now the thing is, she's she finally she has to tell him she wants to see his face 
to get him to, re- to release her because yes, because because you know because Maud hasn't seen Walter's face because she has and his Walter face. has not seen her face, so she turns it around that she wants to see his, his face, face in order for him to like let go and, and back off so she can get him to see her face. Yep. <laughs> so at that point, he Walter, does. Walter backs off yeah. and he's staring at her, staring at her proudly and. Maud is just standing yes. there, very poised, yes. very much, look at me. And Walter says, well, what do you think? <laughs> he says, how do I look? How do I look? How do I look? <laughs> when we, oh my God, oh my God. When, when Marcus, so Marcus Canelo um, was my Walter. Uh-huh. And Marcus Canelo is bald. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, another Italian of a certain age with uh-huh. a receding hairline. Uh-huh. Um, he decided but to... But the Lord giveth in other Lord, places, he yeah, taketh take away. away. So Don't we know that? I didn't know he was going to do this. Mm-hmm. He had on his wig that literally had the bald spot. Oh. And when he came back... He took the wig off and says, well, what do you think? (laughs) And it was amazing. It was so wonderful. And I was just like, as an actor, kudos. Just kudos all around. Um, Uh, So, of course, Maud is like, take how? (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean, too? (laughs) She's like, don't you see the, the difference? (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, so which Walter, he thinks it's because she got new luggage. Yep. And Maud says, you're going to be stuffed in it. Yeah. So, you know, she says, Walter, I've had that luggage for years. Mm-hmm. I've had that outfit for years. Mm-hmm. But, Walter, there's one thing that I haven't had for years. And it's almost like Maud is pointing at her face. Yeah. Yeah. And Walter, in his infinite wisdom, says, it's only been three weeks, honey. Yeah. You. Uh, what, what does he say? Hold on. It only seems that long, sweetheart, but it's only been three weeks. Right, right. Which means that it's only been three weeks since the two of them have made Whoopi. Yes. Making Whoopi. That's um, what Walter thinks that uh, she's talking about, but it is not. Yep. Wrong, Walter. It'll be years. Yeah. Storms upstairs. Yes. And at that point, you know, Carol and Vivian are just like, "How are you? Are you dense? Are right. you you're rude? You're incredibly rude." Right. Yes. And Walter's just hapless. Like, what? What mm-hmm. happened? Like, what? What? What went on? So Carol finally breaks and says, Maud got a facelift. got a facelift. And Walter feels like the colossal jackass that he is. Yes, he couldn't tell. He feels like a dummy. Yeah. I think he calls himself a dummy. And Arthur says, how could you miss it? It's as plain as the face on her face. Yes. (laughs) Stupid. So stupid, Arthur. Um, So Carol is telling him he's got to go apologize. Yep. And he says he'd rather face World War III. Which, I mean, (laughs) considering what we know of Maud... Not an inaccurate uh, statement. Not inaccurate. Not an inaccurate statement. Uh, it makes me think of those cartoons when uh, you see, like, the... the, the <laughs> oh, I think there was actually a... Wasn't there, like, a commercial? I forget for what, what it was. But it was Mary Todd, Todd Lincoln, like, oh looking, looking in the mirror... And 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 she's saying to a- to to Abraham Lincoln, she's like, "Does this dress make me look fat?" And yeah, because the thing is, you know, he's honest, Abe. <laughs> I think that was a commercial. It was a commercial. I think that was I don't, a commercial. Yeah, but for what? I don't. Maybe know. it was for Geico. I don't. I don't know. I think it was for. Geico. I think it was for Geico, was for right? Because they do a but lot of like, they do a lot of interesting commercials. Yes, and, and and like you know, um, yeah. If 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 the woman asks you if this outfit makes her look fat, you shut up. You don't, and you lie. Don't tell you her lie. it does. You lie like a rug. Oh, don't tell her it does. You lie, friend. Oh my lord. So Walter um, comes up with that. Walter idea comes up with this cockamamie idea. Yes. To um. Uh, he gets a, I literally have it. He gets a stupid idea. Yeah, I know my glasses. I'm glass. believe I didn't see that. Change he didn't see it because, because he, got, I, he didn't I, have I, his glasses. He wasn't wearing his glasses. And and of course he needs his three best friends to to back him up. Yep, my three closest friends and, in the world. Here, sure, Maud. One by one, the three friends leave. Leave first. Uh, Carol, Carol has to go pick up Philip. Got to go pick up Philip. Then Vivian has to go promise that uh, I just remembered that I promised my mother that I would bring her a basket of chicken. And to Walter Arthur, says, Walter says, your mother's in Florida. Yeah. So Vivian says, well, that's why I have to hurry. That's why I have to hurry. And to Arthur, who he's pointing out is his is his best friend. Arthur, if I had one friend in the world, yes. Arthur says, you better call him. You better call him. And he leaves. So at that point, Florida enters and to exit. Florida, is- Florida enters from the kitchen, which means that Florida heard she- 
Everything. Of course, of course. You know, you know, Florida was anytime any of this was going on. She, she was, she, she was, knew. she was, she was less. I, I could just imagine Florida, like you know, making the holidays sauce <laughs> and like, <laughs> like silently stirring it, like with her ear cocked, you yep, like to hear everything door, that's going on. And I would be, I would be the you same. You would do the same thing. I, absolutely. I probably would. St- I probably wouldn't even be cooking. I'd probably. I'd probably you would just have, be listening. I'd probably have a glass to the. You would let the hollandaise sauce burn. I would let that, that burn, baby, burn. burn, baby, burn. <laughs> uh, so Walter says, "Florida, oh Florida, my dear, dear friend." Yeah. To which Florida says, "Mr. Finley, I never saw There's you before in my life." life. <laughs> Oh. So once everyone leaves, it that, is just it is the showdown to yes. end all showdowns. That's when Maud comes down the stairs and you with know, daggers in her eyes. Really, I thought it looked to me more like she was crying. I thought she was like holding a, a tissue. And oh, she was, but that doesn't. Yeah. I mean, you still saw the daggers. Like, oh yeah, you yeah. saw that she was like. Yes. Walter says, "Oh, Maud," and Maud just turns to him and just again. Yes. Yes. But it was it was like uh, but there was but it was she also was conveying this feeling of being hurt. Yes, you know? of woe. There was a feeling of woe. So it wasn't it wasn't like just you know it wasn't like the anger Maud would have at say a Republican. <laughs> true. No, it was true. The, it was that you know that it was more of the Maud when she's been betrayed by a loved one. Yes, that kind of a. That's the vibe she was giving to me. So Maud exits to the kitchen. She goes to the kitchen. Uh, Walter says, okay, Findlay, save your marriage. Save your marriage. So he goes into the kitchen. Maud, I think, is either reading the newspaper or doing a crossword puzzle. But either way, I think yes. she had the, uh, the she paper was, in She hand. was sitting at the at the table. Um, and Walter's just, like, coming up with any excuse that he can. Yeah. I was, I was asking about your mother. How yeah. your mother yeah. doing? Yeah. By the way, have you seen my glasses? Oh, oh, here they are on my chest uh, in yeah. my jacket. They're like, oh, uh, oh, here they are, secret pocket. Yes. So he blows on them and cleans them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston, oh Boston, it's marvelous this time of. He puts the glasses on and just goes wild. Uh, Maud, your face, your, your face. face, it's beautiful. It's, beautiful. it's out of sight. Oh lord. Um, and Maud, of course, is not. Buying it, it, not having it at all for a moment. So she exits back into the she living does, room. Not yet. She oh, says, she Walter, that is the worst performance I've yes. seen since Buster Crab played Tarzan. Tarzan, and all he had to do was grunt at a monkey. Yes. <laughs> so she gets up, she leaves, she goes into the living room. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes into well, she goes into the dining room. The dining room, yes, the dining room. Um, and Walter's like trying to come up with excuses. You, I, as soon as I put glasses on, Maud cuts him off, saying, "You know, I wouldn't dare hit you." Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and um, that's when she, she, you know, so she, she comes out. She comes out. Carol, that Carol, Carol told you, told you about the face. Right. Don't give me that. I just put on my glasses right, routine. Right, right. She mocks. She mocks Walter. Uh, and Walter, you know, he he comes clean. Like I'll yeah. be honest, I lied, but there's yeah. a reason for it. Yeah. To which Maud says, "I know Walter, <laughs> national security." <laughs> um, and he tells her that she's overreacting. Very much so. I mean, at that point, it then becomes a softer fight than what we yes. really expect. Because obviously, in part one, mm-hmm. we had the big blowout fight, mm-hmm. and this time it's just like, yes. Walter messed up. Right. And he's trying to, you know, make up for it in a compassionate, understanding, and thoughtful way. Yeah. And Maud is sort of receptive. Yes. And uh, th- is this where she begins to feel that she's made a mistake yep. in getting the facelift? Sweetheart, our faces always look like they belong together, and now I don't know. I feel mm-hmm. like we'll never be the same couple again. Right. Especially me, she says. Right. And uh, she she pulls out their uh, her favorite photo of yep. them. For, they were in the pool at a at a at a, at a the Henderson house. swimming pool. The Henderson, the Henderson swimming, swimming pool. pool. And see, I'm a head taller than you because I have more natural buoyancy. More no, natural buoyancy. Yes. And she tears herself out of it. She tears yes. her picture. I was like, oh no, don't tear that picture up. That's very upsetting. Yeah, that's I, like that's very rude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, granted, she was like tearing herself out, but still, it's like you know that's. A, you know, a little timeless piece of of, of their past. Mm-hmm. I would like. Oh, I never. There, you know, there was there's one episode where, I, not to spoil anything, 
Uh, even though the show is 50 years old. Yeah, really? Um, there was an episode... Spoiler of, alert! Spoiler alert for, for, a, for a 50-year-old show. Um, there was an episode where Maud and Walter decide on getting a divorce. Uh-huh. And um, Maud and Walter are fighting over their wedding mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Maud found this picture of the two of them when they were listening to Sandler and Young. Mm-hmm. And um, Maud tears it up four times, like, because mm-hmm. this is... I, I, I Like, just... Tearing this picture apart. Right. And I was, it's a very somber moment. Oh. Because yeah. you just see Maud going off the rails mm-hmm. and tearing up a very timeless mm-hmm. picture of, of, of mm-hmm. the two of them. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, I think that was the end thing to do in the 70s. If you were pissed off, you would just tear up sentimental things. Yes. Now we just unfriend and block. Now we just unfriend and block. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. And you delete the pictures off your phone. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what you do. We really don't have that is very you know, actual yeah. photographs are very rare. That is everything is digital. Yeah. One hundred percent. So um so after Maud tears the picture, Maud is like saying, I goofed, I goofed, I goofed, yes. I made the greatest goof goofed. ever. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Walter just shouts his famous Maud Look. So she looks at the two of them in the mm-hmm. mirror, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, he's saying, "It's still, it's still us." Yep. And uh, she's she's like, "No, that, that when people see them, she's gonna say like, who's that chick, chick with Walter, Walter Findlay? Uh, Walter, you're an old man." Uh, so you know, and I gotta say, you know, uh, I wanted to be like Maud, you know. Listen, cool your jets. Maud will still. I, I, you only took off five years. Excuse me, six. Uh, you know, it was. You're it was, imagining me as Maud in this moment. Oh, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I, I knew you would. I knew you would. <laughs> absolutely, but I mean, Maud had that gorgeous silver. B. Arthur had that gorgeous silver hair, mm-hmm. and she only colored it for one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the. Uh, what the hell was the name of the episode? We went over it. We discussed it. It was in season one. Um, I think it was literally called uh, Flashback. The episode oh, was right, Flashback. right, right. That was the only episode where they darkened her hair. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you want to go... She wasn't wearing a wig? No, nope, that was... They, they, they darkened her hair. Uh, yeah, well, they probably just used, like, a temporary rinse. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If it wasn't a temporary rinse, it was maybe, like, a spray or a powder. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was all they did was that was literally... Mm-hmm. They just colored her hair. Yeah. And I mean, to to say that a person is, nowadays, you see young people with gray hair and silver hair all the time. Oh, yeah. It's the in thing to do. Yeah, it's, yeah. To, it's to have that sort of, yeah. I always said to myself uh-huh. that if I managed to maintain my hair, I would make sure that I would go gray earlier. I would attempt to go gray early. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's just... Man plans and God laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Unfortunately, yes, that is that is that is sadly the case. Uh, well, I mean, before, before, before the pandemic, I had gone, you know, platinum. Yeah, because uh, I'd always wanted to do it. I said, "What the hell? Why not?" It's something I always wanted to do. If you can't go, go with God. You know, so I went and, and I did it, and I had it, you know, ble- you know, bleach platinum. Yes. Um, but then the thing is, it was like the the upkeep is like so, the upkeep is a nuisance. It's such a it's such an annoyance. You know, then, then I just said, you know, let me go natural, and now my natural hair is it's going gray, salt, is like salt and pepper, anyway. So I'm like, you know, I, I could probably, I could probably pay to have this done anyway. So to hell with it, I'll just but I mean, be natural. That's, that's not that's not an inaccurate thing to say. I know it's not. It uh, it absolutely isn't. I mean, but uh, it, you know, uh, there was only there were only two. Two times in my life that I had my hair dyed. Mm. There was one time when I was, I had to have been in high school at the time, or junior high school, and my mother gave me highlights. Uh huh. Because I wanted highlights. It was, okay. the, it was the in thing yeah. to have highlights. Yeah. Um, and I had it. My hair was very brown. Uh-huh. I think it was the brownest my hair has ever been. Uh huh. Um, and, you know, that was the first time. And again, it was the in thing to do. Mm-hmm. My father did not have any qualms about it. No one in my family had any qualms about it. Because, again, highlights during that time. I think it was like the early 2000s mm-hmm. where everybody was highlighting their hair. Okay. Um, so that was the first time. And then the second time was much, was a little bit later. I think it was right before I came out for the third and final time. 
um, where I dyed my hair black, mm. like jet black. Mm. And my skin reflected that because my skin was that much more pale. Okay. And I always like looking like a vampire. Nothing wrong with that. I love looking like a vampire because you, uh, wrinkles, I don't have some, wrinkles. I don't have wrinkles. Some of the most annoying people we know are like that. <laughs> Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, she's going to kill you. She don't listen to this. She don't listen to this show anyway. <laughs> oh, hell. So, yes. Um, so, Walter, he's trying to explain to her why he didn't see the, the difference. Yes. And he claims that it was because it was it was uh, he was so happy to see her. The that's, whole picture. He, yes, the that's why he didn't realize... That she looked five years younger. Six. Six. <laughs> Six years younger. Six years younger. He loved the whole package. Uh, and that's when he starts uh, kissing her. Her lips. Yes. Her nose. Mm -hmm. Her eyes. Her hands. Mm -hmm. her, her toes. Uh, her toes. Her knees. And then she stops him. Yes. And she says, don't forget the instep. The, in the instep. Which means that Maud has a foot fetish. Yes. And I guess Walter does, too. <laughs> I guess Walter does, too. And he... he, he, he I mean, hey, they, were, they, they are a married couple, and they are, for better or worse, they have a very healthy, happy sexual sex life. Yes. They do. They have, very, they have a very healthy sexual sex life. Mm-hmm. And Walter, he, he he proposes marriage again. Yep, sweetheart, if we could get your parents' permission, will mm -hmm. you marry me? Mm -hmm. They kiss, they embrace. Mm -hmm. uh, Maud says, honey, you certainly know the way to, to a girl's face. To a face. girl's face. And at that point, we have our epilogue. That's, yes, that's uh, where we break. Now we're in, uh, we're in the living room again. Yep. Uh, I think now the outfit she was wearing at the very end was really beautiful. Yes, that sort of that peach coral chiffon kind of. How would you describe it? Because you're better at that than oh! me. But it was beautiful. So one of the things that I love about Maud's wardrobe is that she always wore very comfortable things. Mm. But not only that, she always wore these long, mm. gorgeous, flowing robe-like jackets. Mm -hmm. Um, she wore it in the, she wore it in the second part of the episode. She wore it when she entered. Like mm -hmm. her, her, her outfit, yes, was that big blue jacket. But under mm -hmm. that was this gorgeous burgundy, burgundy robe-like situation mm -hmm. with a blue tulle overlay. Mm -hmm. Um, and she had a burgundy, a matching burgundy a turtleneck and matching burgundy pants. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm trying for the life of me to remember what she wore for the epilogue, but I think it might have been the same thing, where it was a peachy coral yeah, jacket yes, situation yes, with, yes. with a pair of pants and a yes, turtleneck. Yes. Like, that was... It was even joked about in uh, the B. Arthur special. As a matter of fact, for the B. Arthur special, um, uh, she turned up the house lights, uh -huh. and she was just like, now comes the point in our show where everybody starts to, like, ask a question where the celebrity will uh -huh. ask questions of the audience. Uh -huh. So, to save electricity and time, to save time and electricity, yes, I did leave Maud. Uh, if I had another show, would I do another sitcom? Yes, of course. Uh, my shoe size 7B. Did I really have that facelift? So much for questions with the audience. Ah. Just avoiding the question altogether. <laughs> um, but also, Madam, mm -hmm. Wayland Flowers' mm -hmm. Madam, mm -hmm. uh, was joking with Maud, mm -hmm. I think during their one their one interaction with each other, and Madam's just like, you know those fancy outfits that you've made that you've made popular, the dress <laughs> over the pantsuit. <laughs> and it was one of those moments where I'm just like, yes, yes. It, is a, it is a dress, dress over a pantsuit. Pants yes. And that's, you know, I wore that to a wedding recently where I uh -huh. wore a gorgeous black beaded dress mm -hmm. and over, over a pair of black sequin pants. Mm -hmm. That shocked a lot of people. Really? Because there were people that came up to me and they were just like, you're, you're wearing pants. There's there's pants under that dress. I'm like, well, what did you expect it was? <laughs> did you think it was an actual extension of the dress? It was pants! <laughs> and I also shocked them when I said that I made the pants. Because oh. <laughs> I make the pants in all of my relationships. Good. Good for you. Because someone has to. Yes. But anyway, so, it, was yes, beautiful, it was a beautiful, beautiful outfit. outfit that she had on. So uh, Walter comes in. Uh, uh, I would assume from work because he's carrying his briefcase. He's, yes. in, he's in jacket and tie. Um, and Maud is telling coquettish. Her, yes, she's being coquettish. She's telling him about uh, her, her day that she went into town with Carol, with Carol. For, uh, for lunch. For lunch. For luncheon. Mm -hmm. And there so was she's like, no, I, I won't tell you. I won't tell you. <laughs> so it was like, what? What happened? What's what's going on? Someone's like, well, 
We were sitting in the restaurant, Caroline, mm-hmm. and this very attractive young man was at the bar, mm-hmm. and I won't tell you, forget it. Yeah. So Walter's like, insisted, just just tell me what, what did he say? Like, tell what's me, going tell on? Tell me. So Maud says, Well, he came over and he put two drinks in front of us mm-hmm. and he said, Are you girls with the airline? Mm. And then at that point they kiss, they laugh, and then that's the end of the episode. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing it's supposed to allude to like the fact that she were, looks younger. That looks they, they they both look like they could be like you know airline stewardesses because that, that was thing. I mean hey airline stewardesses were supposed to be quote unquote attractive. It was it, yes that was a woman's job to be a yeah. stewardess. At one point was a woman's job. It was a very at at that time in the seventies. It was a very sexist job. Oh God, yes. Like. Like being like a Playboy bunny. Yep. Or a and the cocktail waitress. For, yes, a cocktail waitress. You know. And the outfits that they put those poor Pan Am girls in. Yeah. Um, you know, and then today you have, you have, there's more diversity. Not only are there, there male, uh, male stewardesses, but there are also. Well, stu- they're all stewards, stewards now. Stewards now. Yes. Um, you know, it's just interesting to see the, evolution of certain mm-hmm. occupations mm-hmm. and how it's not exclusive to one gender. It's right. not exclusive to one race. Right. And again, you know, it's, the more things change, yes. the more things stay the same. Yes. Let me ask you, have you ever been to uh, to Hooters? I can safely say I have never been to a Hooters. Me either. Me either. And I've it's never I, been like, to a Hooters. You know, I would assume that it's attractive to your stereotypical straight guy uh-huh. who likes beer, chicken wings, and breasts. And, breasts. and uh, no interest for me. The only thing that would interest me would be the chicken wings. <laughs> That's it. I don't like beer. And I have my own breasts, thank you. But, you know. <laughs> and they were quite expensive have, and they will never sag. I, I <laughs> I actually have a very interesting question for you. Yes. If they ever designed a restaurant Mm -hmm. where it would be geared towards women and our brand of human being, Mm -hmm. where it would be more about uh, gorgeous men as waiters uh, with very tight uh, booty shorts (laughs) and and, uh, tang tops, would you partake? I don't think so. Neither would I. I kind of like... I don't know. I just... It, the whole idea of that sort of makes me feel uncomfortable. The idea of objectification, mm-hmm. I think, is our biggest problem with yeah. these establishments. Because, yeah. you know, we go to a restaurant to enjoy the other food. Yeah, food. Yeah, really, my you don't go to enjoy the waiters and waitresses. No. I, if I go someplace, it's got to be because I enjoy the food. Yep. And the food better be good. Yes. Because, you know, I consider myself quite a good cook. So if I'm gonna go, you're also fat asses. Let's yes. not, let's not discount that. We also enjoy a good meal. Absolutely. Um, and you know we uh, we take it as it comes. Mm-hmm. We're we're the type of people that enjoy food and conversation more mm-hmm. than something pretty to look at. Yeah, I'm like, no, I don't. You know, a, a hot guy in like a tank top and booty shorts is not going to dissuade me to enjoy, <laughs> like, a meal that's It's not going to enhance the experience. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to take my experience. mind off the fact that the food sucks. No, that's true. You know? Let's face it. I don't care how hot the guy is. Yeah. I'm sorry. If I pay 20 bucks for an en- entree, it, it better be good. I don't care how, how tight your butt is, or, you know, or how big your, 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 your wiener is. <laughs> Or your pet, well, I was going to say X. <laughs> but, you know, some of us go straight for the oh, gutter. Oh, my God. I, I, listen, I live in the gutter, thank you very much. I, I, I grew up in the gutter. All, all of us are in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. <laughs> That'll get you for that time. I know, I know. Speaking That's Oscar Wilde, by the way. Of course it is. That is, it's Oscar Wilde. Very famous, famous queer writer. writer. Yes. Wasn't it said that he tried to have a romantic affair with Hans Christian Andersen? Oh, oh, I don't know. I have to I have to look that up. I have to look that up, too. I think they were around the same Could age, be. around the same time period. Mm-hmm. It's just potpourri for you. Did, did he? Did he have? Did he have a relationship with Bram Stoker too? I think I might have 
I, I might have. That's what I, I might have. I might be getting the two confused. Not, not think, Hans Christian yeah. with Bram Stoker. Yes, because you know, honestly, like the the original Dracula story mm. to me has very you know a lot of this uh, homosexual undertones with. Um, when it comes with, to um, car icons in general, yeah. they are all queer coded. Yeah. Frankenstein, Dracula, yeah. the werewolf, uh, the wolfman, I'm so mm -hmm. sorry, the wolfman, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, they all smack of queer, yes. um, of, of queer, uh, uh, queer coding. Yes. Because especially for me, and I know we're veering off topic, but what the heck, um, Dr Dracula, that whole thing of him, you know, of, Jonathan Harker coming to the castle, and you know, even though Dracula is sort of trying to set him up with the wives, the whole idea of him trying to there's a lot of sexually excite Jonathan Harker, even though he's he was using his brides, you know, it was sort of like, well, it's still Dracula trying to you know entice this this other this guy, even though you know, but he had to like. Use the the brides as a way to make it socially acceptable. Uh -huh. You know that that it was still like sort of a heterosexual thing. But to me, there was always. I, you, I just I hate the idea that that you know, and I'm so thankful for Interview with a Vampire because like Interview with a Vampire mm. made it more homoerotic. Yes, they, they made it more overt, more obvious. Yeah. Um. Is. So it's just, you know it's interesting to see the evolution of horror icons mm -hmm. through a queer scope. Mm -hmm. uh, Peaches Christ actually does a phenomenal job of like dissecting um oh. dissecting various horror movies uh -huh. through a queer lens. Oh. Um. So that's, that's interesting. oh very much so very yeah. much so I I I will appreciate any. Um, any drag artist, any queer artist who would be willing enough to mm -hmm. take a piece of uh, media and sort of dissect it through the lens of being queer. Mm -hmm. One of the most gay vampire movies, I don't know if you ever saw it, uh, Fright Night with uh, um, Roddy McDowell, uh, Chris Sarandon. Coming back. Um, I, I think, think I think oh, I understand. Um, uh, what's uh, Amanda Donna? I think it was Amanda Donahoe. Who okay. From Married with Children. Yes. I mean, so many of the of the cast were were gay, <laughs> and uh, and there's there's like um, there's like this scene with uh, Chris Sarandon mm -hmm. where he's trying to uh, uh, turn this uh, this or he's he's about to turn this one young boy yes. in, into a vampire and it's like the like the homosexual overtones or like you know off the chart but it's yes. it's like it's like one of the gayest horror movies you could you could ever see if you if you have never seen it i recommend it it was a, it's it. a, it's a it's a great movie it really is i mean one could also one could almost say that once bitten with jim carrey that's another like queer coded uh, oh god well movie. well also um who is it um her her second in command, um, the yes. actor, yes, um, who I can't the I, name escapes, the name but I know escapes me. About. But he was very, you know, um, flamboyant. Yes, I, I remember he played the character's name was Sebastian, and I remember when he's putting all the vampires to sleep, they're all like, "Good night, Sebastian. Good night, Sebastian." And then they all say <laughs> together, "Good night, Sebastian." <laughs> Correct. Um, he was in Blazing Saddles. And I can't, I can't remember. Oh, um, with Gene Wilder. No, I know. Um, oh no, it's gonna kill me that I can't remember the name. We're gonna have to research. Come back if you would like to tell us. You can email yes. us at finleysrunthealliances@gmail.com. Yes. If you would like to follow us, we thank you, of course, for listening to God Will Get You for That Walter. And we're so sorry for that tangent. But you know something? Tangents are fun. That's what happens. We like driving down then. It's great. You know, we got to throw in these little tidbits. Yes. Potpourri. We give you potpourri all the time. And it smells delicious. It does. Um, if you would like to follow us, you can at God Will Get You for That Walter on Facebook. Finley's Friendly Appliances on Instagram. Uh, God will get you for that, Walter, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You can, again, email us at finleysfriendlyappliances at gmail.com. Um, if you would like to follow me, you can at that Tomcat on all forms of social media on TikTok, Facebook. I'm, I'm eventually going to possibly get a Vimeo. I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. Yeah, there's so much social media. Um, if they, Where can they follow you, my love? Just follow me at TonyHomePerm.com. 
or anything, you know, Tony Holmberg. And of course, that is Tony, Tony with an eye. With an eye. Tony with an eye. With an eye. Um, we thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on another episode of God Will Get You For That, Walter. Good, Good night, guys. Good night.